do the... Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, so... Hello, my name is Roy Lutz. I am, uh, never mind. We'll just take a break on that one. Um, and the goat. Welcome to Prevention Nation. My name is Roy Lutz, and I'm here with my co-host, Holly Smith. Hello, everyone. Welcome uh, to our brand new podcast. We are so glad you tuned in. We are very glad that you are here. We are preventionists uh, with the Warren County Abuse and Rape Crisis Shelter. We are in the prevention division. Uh, otherwise known or more commonly known as the Violence Free Coalition. Uh, we are here to introduce new conversations, new uh, topics around prevention in our county, and we are hoping that you stay tuned with us through all of our episodes and, and hopefully learn a little something. Yeah, we um, have about 23 staff here at ARCS, and we have around five in uh, the prevention division. And it's just really exciting that this year we've gotten to just go down new avenues of getting the word out on how to prevent violence um, in our community, Warren County specifically, um, around sexual violence, teen dating violence, um, and sexual assault. And I know uh, Holly does a lot of work in schools and I'll let, you tell, I'll let her tell uh, you a little bit about what she does. I. Uh, work specifically with coaches and athletes in a couple different Warren County high schools uh, on a program called Coaching Boys into Men. I also do a lot of work around engaging men in difficult and courageous conversations uh, on issues of anti-violence, anti-oppression work, and uh, healthy masculinity. Yeah, fun little fact, Roy is our only male staff among 23. Yes, uh, that offers a whole set of unique challenges yes <laughs> but he also really loves it <laughs> i do love it absolutely he's kind of territorial we had we interviewed somebody recently who was a guy and he had to like go you know you know meet him before we all met him <laughs> yes I, I i am very territorial and i uh, i do like being way. the only male. yes absolutely in a good way yes we really appreciate roy um so i am the community prevention coordinator here at the violence free coalition and um most of my job is getting the word out on to the community, to parents, to teachers, um, to anyone who is um, involved with youth on how to prevent, you know, teen dating violence or just violence within relationships. And a huge way that I do that is through our rape education uh, program, rape prevention education program um, called POWER. Um, and it stands for Positive Outcomes When Expecting Respect. It's a mouthful. But... The idea is you, um, these are what healthy relationships look like. These are what unhealthy relationships look like. Um, and this is how you can set your boundaries within those relationships. Um, so it's really awesome to do that. And uh, part of my job is getting the word out. So it includes podcasts. So that and a few webinars that we started. Um, before, you know, coronavirus hit, it was, we were out in the community a ton. And now we are out in the virtual community. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, things have changed for us. So please uh, stay, uh, stay engaged and be part of our conversations. Yes, even though we are not with you, we would love to uh, have you engaged and uh, be going through this together. All right, welcome back. Uh, we are gonna get into what our listeners can look forward to this coming year in our new podcast. Roy, what are you uh, looking to talk about this year? Oh, we're looking to talk about uh, so many different really powerful issues that I think impact and have uh, a huge effect on many people in our community. 
One specifically I'm super excited for is engaging men. Uh, I do a lot of work having conversations uh, in and around men's topics, men's issues specifically uh, related to violence and violence prevention. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to having some conversations maybe with uh, an athlete or two that I work with or maybe a coach or an athletic director. Um, and then just uh, I do a lot of work with the Ohio Men's Action Network as well uh, regarding having difficult conversations with men uh, about how they can be allies to women uh, in ending violence. So that's a topic I'm really excited about. So you about. work with men and in high school you're talking about uh, sports teams, right? Absolutely. High school sports teams and then uh, men in general through, you know, uh, uh, through the Ohio Men's Action Network. We, we reach out to all the counties in the state uh, and mostly men in the prevention field. Gotcha. And you and our one of our coworkers, Vanessa, uh, lead our TAC, right? Yes, so youth-led prevention is another area that uh, I'm very interested in talking about. We run what's called the Teen Alliance Council, and it is a youth-led prevention program where we're looking to expand it into uh, peer education, utilize youth to uh, take a larger role in prevention in the county through presentations and community events and peer education. So that is another topic I am uh, I'm very interested in and very excited about. Yeah, and uh, speaking of our Teen Alliance Council, which we might refer to as TAC from here on, so. Correct. Um, that, <clears throat> excuse me, that has changed a lot this year due to coronavirus. Um, so our response here at uh, the Violence Free Coalition has just, we've, we've had to kind of start over almost. It's not been, you know, uh, it's not taken us back too far, but we've had to figure out how to become a virtual entity in the life. Do things in new ways. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, including this podcast is brand new for us. So sure. um, our power program, as I mentioned before, has uh, become pretty much online. I've only been to two schools in person so far. Um, and our Teen Alliance Council has pretty much been turned uh, to online. Um, and I'm really excited to talk with you guys about that, talk with Roy, maybe get a guest speaker in here and just um, talk about how we can respond to um, the restrictions that coronavirus has put in place. Um, another thing I'm really excited to talk about is um, educating you all on uh, what our power program is about and what our teens are learning about and how you can take that knowledge um, and either talk to kids around you, whether you have kids, you're a teacher, um, you're involved in some sort of uh, kid-led thing, um, just talk to you about what all of the things are. Um, yeah, so that's not just for, that's not just for kids. I mean, parents would be mm -hmm. interested in that. Is that correct? Yeah, definitely. And this podcast, um, probably, I mean, I think our aim is to be more uh, towards people who are maybe 18 and older, maybe 16, 17. Um, but definitely the content on here will be uh, at the age where kids are understanding, you know, what's happening around them and um, and adults, like what's happening around you, why it's happening, uh, the causes of that, all, the, all those kinds of things. You can take that trauma-informed care perspective and really just respond to people uh, in a way that is not re-traumatizing if they've experienced something like this. Um, and just be really sensitive to the topic because it is such a huge and heavy topic for a lot of people. Well, I think that's a, that's a great segue into you know another topic that I think all of us are very excited about, which is uh, issues uh, and concerns around uh, social justice. I mean, this is an area where when we talk about allyship, 
that is entirely uh, from an empathy-based uh, standpoint for some of us who uh, don't identify with um, uh, being a person of color or uh, being a person who are, is impacted by different things that um, people of color experience in their communities and what they express uh, concerns about in the larger uh, general public. So I think there are um, some real avenues of empathy, I think, that we can carry over into our conversations around social justice mm -hmm. issues, uh, along with inviting, of course, guests in who can actually give us real lived experience exactly. uh, for some of those challenges and barriers uh, that they experience every day, not just far away and in distant places, mm -hmm. but right here in our schools, right here in our community, right here in our our, our her perspective was really great. So we, we love to honor different perspectives and different opinions around here and, and let people be heard. Um, and that includes marginalized communities like the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, we would love to hear from that community. And those marginalized communities are experiencing social justice issues and um, what we are focusing on sexual violence completely differently. Um, the statistics are different for marginalized communities and, you know, the, the aftermath is different and we're going to talk about that as well. Absolutely. And, you know, just, just looking at, uh, you know, discussing marginalized communities, the stigmas that are attached with, uh, not only those marginalized communities, but the stigmas that are attached with violence prevention in general, what it means mm -hmm. to be a person who experiences, uh, domestic violence, uh, from a male's perspective, from a female's perspective, from a child's perspective. The impact is different for everyone. So I think that lived experience is critical for us to discuss and understand so that we, we can start breaking down some of those stigmas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and within the whole community of either marginalized community or the larger community, those types of violence keep happening. They keep perpetuating. Um, and we are here to, to try to prevent those. So another thing we're going to focus on is uh, what community violence looks like. Um, how some, you know, sexual violence or any other thing where it's you know, domestic violence or something like that, um, how that is impacting our community, specifically here in Warren County, but also probably at a, you know, state, maybe national level. Um, but we definitely are focusing more here in Warren County. We're located in Lebanon, but there's, you know, eight school districts within Warren County. So each of those we'll, we'll hit on. Yeah. And those, in each of those, uh, eight communities that you mentioned are, are very different in how they're. Uh, the populations that make up those particular communities, um, the economic uh, economic mm -hmm. uh, factors that are involved in each of those communities. When we look at risk and protective factors, they vary widely from mm -hmm. each of those communities. And we have some that are uh, much higher risk uh, with you know more risk factors versus uh, fewer protective factors and, mm -hmm. and vice versa. So I think, uh, I think addressing, as you said, that whole issue of community violence, all of the topics that we're gonna talk about this year all relate back to that. Yeah, I love that you mentioned risk and protective factors because within each of the you know categories that we just talked about, we're going to take a look at um, what puts a person or a group of people at risk for experiencing some type of violence or um, what type of protective factor they might have within their community, within their school, homes, um, the things that can protect them from experiencing this type of violence. So, from our, so for our listeners' benefit, uh, maybe somebody doesn't, uh, somebody listening to us today, isn't sure what a protective factor looks like. Can you tell me what's an example of a protective factor? Definitely. Um, <clears throat> we were talking about our, our youth-led prevention earlier. Um, for youth specifically, to have an adult like 
Roy or Vanessa or myself or a listener at home, if if you are an adult that's active in a child's life, that is a huge protective factor because you're involved, you know most of what they're doing. Yes, kids can do stuff um, with, without us knowing. Oh, and many do. They <laughs> yeah. probably all do, right? Yes, so. but to, to, for them to have at least one mm. adult that's outside of their home um, to talk to, to depend on, that is huge and can prevent a lot of um, different types of violence and just protect them against... Um, things that they might get into that they might regret later in life. And I love that you bring that up that, uh, you know, some things that they may still do or engage in youth. You know, the, the idea of a protective factor isn't to supplant um, behavior or, mm-hmm. um, I guess, oh, I guess uh, exploring themselves and things that they may do or participate in that may be unhealthy sometimes. I think uh, the idea of protective factors is more of, mitigation Mm -hmm. you know it mitigates if they have those protective factors they may engage in still like you said some behaviors but hopefully it never rises to such a level that it has such serious consequences and impact on their own lives or other Mm -hmm. lives definitely yeah and for kids too to reach out and be like oh this happened to me like what should i do um not every kid has even a parent that at home that can be that person for them and a lot of them definitely don't have an adult outside of the home that they can trust in that way. So, Absolutely. Well, and if, uh, for any of the listeners who know me, I'm probably going to refer when we t- discuss issues around protective and risk factors. I'm probably going to quote and bring up a lot of the 40 developmental assets from the Search Institute. This Ooh. is, uh, those are my... Uh, I don't even I, know about that. Oh, I love these. These are uh, great things for people to discuss and be aware of when yeah. discussing risk and protective factors. So... Uh, you can expect that from me. Yeah, there is there is so much information out there, um, and we want to give that to you guys. We are going to learn in this journey with you, and uh, we're really excited. And speaking of community violence, uh, we are going to be rolling out, in addition to this podcast, a bystander campaign. Now, Holly is going to be heading up the bystander campaign, but could you tell the listeners a little bit about what is even a bystander and what does a campaign, a bystander campaign, look like from our agency? Definitely. So a bystander is basically just a person that stands up in a situation and does something. So if we're talking about violence um, or maybe even bullying, it's kind of popular uh, verbiage in bullying uh, prevention as well. But if someone is experiencing some type of violence or they're in danger of experiencing a type of violence, um, even if it's just words, right, Um, somebody calling somebody a a terrible name or something like that, it's the one person that stands up and says, hey, this is not okay. You're not going to do this anymore. This is going to stop here. Um, And that's technically an active bystander. That's somebody who's actually taking a stand um, to change the situation. and there's the opposite, which is the bystander effect, which we'll get into this year. But it is when, you know, a group of people are together. Let's say Roy and I are moving furniture, which we have done a lot. In yes, the past we have. Months. We just moved offices. Anyway, um, when you're helping people move stuff, right? It's just you and them. It's like, okay, both of us are going to get 50 for 50 of the weight, right? Yep. I have to carry my half. You have to carry yours, right? Yes. But then if there's 10 people... I carry very little. Yes. You can put three fingers on it and, like, call it a day, right? Um, have you watched me move things? Well, yes. <laughs> Roy's, been, Roy's been great. He's put a lot of things together for us. Um, 
anyway, uh, so it's just like a diffusion of responsibility, right? You feel like and you think that all of those other people are going to step up and help move this thing. However, if all of you think that, that table or chair or whatever you're moving is going down. Um, so you want to be an active bystander, right? You want to help out. You want to say something, do something. Um, you don't want to just assume that someone else is going to do something. So how are we going to campaign around this? You asked as well. Um, we're going to roll out on social media, on this podcast, a lot of different platforms about how you can be a bystander in specific situations. Um, and in each month next year, we'll be going uh, kind of along with a theme like June is Pride Month. Uh, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. We'll be talking about how in those specific situations or with those people, um, how you can be a bystander against violence that is happening within those communities or within those types of situations. So I'm really excited to roll this out. We're going to include our Teen Alliance Council on this. Um, so just be watching out. Tune into our social medias. Um, we'll link those in here somehow. <laughs> yeah, I think we can figure that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're pretty technologically uh, advanced here. Yeah, well, and okay. Smart. <laughs> right? Well, we're learning it, right? <laughs> and I think you mentioned that earlier, you know, uh, all these topics, we're going to be learning with you. Uh, mm -hmm. So I think, you know, with regards to um, the response to COVID and moving onto a virtual platform, we are going to learn this process with you. Yes, we're going to learn with you. Um, Roy and I are going to learn and then tell you guys what we've learned. Um, a lot of new things to learn this year, and I'm really excited about it. Absolutely. Well, please, uh, please stay involved, stay engaged. Uh, we're, uh, we want to put a big thank you out to all those uh, people in the community who are already doing, already doing this work and who are, woo -woo, right? And who are <laughs> interested, and maybe for those who are interested in breaking into this field and doing it better uh, for themselves and for the, the community that they live in. So please stay with us. Yeah, thank you guys.